What's going on, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Ethan and Terry Show, a podcast dedicated to covering and tackling the latest in sports and entertainment. Here we are back again for episode number 47. It's your boy Ethan, aka Easy Pull Up. I'm here with my guy Terry Jenkins Jr. and our very much anticipated special guest. This has been probably well over a year in the making. I'm so glad that he could take time out of his very busy schedule while he's on vacation, mind you. And the greats, well, I won't, I won't, I won't dime out your location. But shout out to Colin, man. Colin in the house, man. Make some noise. I appreciate y'all having me, man. I appreciate y'all having me. I don't know if you can hear the round of applause effects. No, no, it's all good. Uh, whatever. Yeah, I'll say you'll hear, you'll hear it over the audio. Uh, but no, Colin, man, we, we appreciate you, man, pulling up uh, for episode number 47, man. How y'all doing, man? How y'all living? It's all love, man. It's all love. Man, Terry, how you been, bro? Great, bro. Living a dream, man. Can't complain about anything. I'm actually looking at this game right now, though. Brooklyn look like they're about to lose another one. But we're going to get into that later on. Yeah, we're going to get into that. Chemistry, chemistry, chemistry. We're going to get into that later in the show. But first, man, you know we got to get into the NFL playoffs, man. The NFL Conference Championships were over the weekend, man. The stage is set. Terry, your boy, former Patriot, Tom Brady, the GOAT. The legend himself versus huh, the young bull, young goat, <laughs> soon to be, hopefully, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, Bucks and Chiefs, man. Terry, were you surprised by 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 how it turned out? First off, yeah, you said it wrong, bro. It is Tom, Patrick, Edwards. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Brady, <laughs> the second. <laughs> and he is the goat of all goats. And no, I was not surprised. No, I wasn't surprised. Not one bit. Not not seen. Like it's crazy, bro. Cause I pick I pick Green Bay. Yes, my <laughs> audience. Cause I had I had one of our listeners kept saying, "You but 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 you pick Green Bay though. But you pick Green Bay." Then somebody DM me and said, oh, but, bro, "Did you pick Green Bay?" I said, "Yeah, I picked Green Bay in the beginning of the season. That's before the Buccaneers went on a six game winning streak." At the end of the season. Mm-hmm. That's before it seemed like Tom Brady turned back the clock a little bit. And then he reminded us all in the past two playoff games that he is a GOAT, bro. Just simple as that. He's a GOAT, bro. You, When you're around greatness, it's crazy how energy transfers because it gives other people the ability to be great. And yesterday, Brady came out on fire. He had a few mistakes. But every time he made a mistake... You notice when he didn't look great, somebody else was able to look great. But that's because just how that's how energy transfers, bro. Because Shaquille Barrett, Shaq Barrett, bro, that man changed the game. He's the reason the Buccaneers won yesterday. Fierce pressure on Aaron Rodgers made Aaron Rodgers look like he, you know, had only 0.5 seconds to throw the ball every time he dropped back the pass yesterday. And yeah, that everybody's called Aaron Rodgers, you know, unclutch or he choked. But he, if he choked, he got choked out by Shaq Barrett because <laughs> Shaq Barrett was on him yesterday. Man. Uh, Man. Colin, what you think about it? I don't know. I think – I honestly Go, think – Don't you do it, Colin. <laughs> listen, listen. Brady, Brady is still the GOAT. Don't don't you do that. Don't you but bring he was not that re- on my show. Don't you bring that he on had, my show. <laughs> he, he is definitely not the reason they won that game. Oh, okay. And, and it, okay. Three interceptions. Uh huh. Subpar day. He had a subpar day. 
Okay. Def- defense bailed them out like they like they have oh. been all, all season. Oh, season. Oh, oh especially season. The, especially the last two games. Oh, no, well, I, the last I, I, two I ain't games. Gonna, I, ain't, I ain't gonna front. Brady did get hot. He did get hot later towards the end of the season. Nah, nah, nah. Uh, keep, keep Mike, that same energy. No, nah, keep nah, the same I'm, energy. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be transparent. He, he did get hot. Him and Mike Evans were hooking up, going crazy. Mm-hmm. But that defense, they've been building them out. And that, okay. their defense is ferocious. Honestly, okay. you also got to think the Green Bay's offensive line took a hard hit when they lost the guitar. I and they lost talk about they, Green Bay losses. Okay. Yeah, because you got to okay. talk about it. You got, if you I, go, I didn't bring if, up the fact. If, I didn't bring up the fact. Go, that, I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. Go, go on, finish. If you're going to praise the defensive line, go on, you got to talk about what the offensive line lacked. Go on, Green Bay's offensive line is a top five offensive line this season. In the league, as, as they said, and they and they've lost two key players on their offensive line, so that was that was that was a huge hit that people mm-hmm. didn't expect to happen. No, nope, but they didn't. You don't expect injuries to happen, do they? they just but come you, out of nowhere. Yeah, that's true. But you know that's what? True. He's gonna see Mr. Mahomes, and he's gonna see he's gonna see a, a, a offense that they ain't ready to see come Super Bowl. Just let me know when you finish. Let me know when I'm, you finish. I'm, I'm gonna get you. You, you, you done? Go ahead. Yeah. So I'm the done. Buccaneers. Didn't have two safeties get hurt in that same game. I'm just, I'm just asking a question because I was watching the game, and I saw two safeties get hurt. When, and when Aaron Rodgers still not able to complete passes down the field. And also, let me, I let you finish. Let me finish. Also, last time I checked, put scoring 31 points. That don't seem like much of a, a, a bad game to me a lot. Putting your offense in position to score 31 points against a Green Bay defense that everybody was raving about going into this weekend. Okay. One of those and to a Green Bay, can I finish, Campus? To a Green Bay defense that made Russell Wilson look like, who was that last week? Let's not forget what? about that. Let's not forget the same defense that Tom Brady was playing against. Had Russell about- Wilson... Looking like MVP what? And so, at the end of the day, bro, Tom Brady got this team in position to win. Yes, he threw three, three picks. One of them, tip pass by Mike Evans. The other two, great rushes by that Green Bay defense. Tom Brady threw off his back foot under pressure, just hung it up in the air. One of them, Mike Evans didn't even go up to try to catch. And the other one was honestly an uncatchable ball. So, yes, Brady, Brady made some... Some bad mistake as far as throwing the ball up in the air to his 6'5 wide receiver against somebody who was 5'11". You can say that. But at the end of the day, they got the win. They scored 31 points. Brady also threw three touchdowns and put them in a position on the field to score 31 points. I know you're going to talk about Leonard Fournette run. Yeah, he did. That was a great run by Leonard Fournette. But guess who got them to that 30-yard line before Leonard Fournette broke that run? Tom Patrick Edward. Brady, the second, and, 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 and we and we'll get to our Super Bowl pick later. We'll we'll do that later because I like you know how I feel about Patrick Mahomes. But at the end of the day, we were, we were started this show talking about the Bucks versus the Packers, didn't we? And so yeah. I'm talking about the Bucks versus the Packers. And Sunday, if Tom Brady is not on that team, the Buccaneers do not win that game. Listen, man. You can say that. You can say this. You can say that. You can say this. We all saw that game. That, yeah, we that did. Off- that offense was in a stalemate 
for the longest. They yeah. listen. They they they, they put they up thirty one points. So apparently, it wasn't that long. They they were twenty four points for three quarters. Like hey, they let you they score. Let, and, and I'm gonna be honest, when, they when let Aaron Rodgers them come back, what are you talking about? So it's like, I mean, what what motivation do you have when you're playing with a big lead like that? When we were talking about, you, you, we know Tom Brady. Tom Brady gets the lead. What does he do? He possess the ball. He try to hold on to the ball, run some clock down, nip the clock. You know, take advantage of the lead. Honestly, think. Honestly, think. If if that front four doesn't get that rush. Then, then, then we're not talking about the, if the offensive line not hurt and the front four not getting the rush. But, but okay, so what about the, the two? What about the two safeties that were out for the Buccaneers? Well, well, I mean, at know, least you could if, do with scheme if, if somebody you, open. If I mean, what do you? It didn't seem about? like if, they had a problem. Next if man you got up. A, if you got a Next front four up. rush, if you got a front four rush, you don't need, Next your, man you don't need up. your secondary to be crazy. You don't Next need your secondary to be crazy. What happened to next man up? If what happened? Not, what happened to keep a, keeping your yeah. running back in the block? You can't Listen, keep the, you can't bring in Tanya. Tell Robert Tanya, hey, hey, block protection on our weak side. Hey, Colin, you can't t- cover up. Colin, go, Colin, go ahead. Go ahead, bro. Smith, I can't get no words out. Like, yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, I'm saying, Colin, go ahead, go ahead, bro. Hey, hey, he came to my show talking this this crazy talk about. Is this, a, is this a debate or is it a podcast? Like, am I debating you or are we just talking about sports? Like, oh, we we I, definitely debating, but I, that's why oh, I'm defending okay. Tom Brady. Like, I'm defending him. Don't don't come I on did, my I show did. talking about Tom Patrick Brady. I, 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 I think I'm gonna have to rewrite the bio. But go ahead. I don't know. I don't know what type of, <laughs> type of injury, uh, energy I'm supposed to be having. But <laughs> Kyle, man, it's, it's, it's just just like the usual times, bro. It's the reason why I invited you to the show. Now go ahead, Terry. Please limited interruptions for Colin. Colin, go. Can we got a we we, 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 we got a segue. We got a segue. Yeah, go ahead. Do your thing. I, listen, man. Tom Brady did his thing. It's cool, but I feel like I feel like Green Bay when the offensive line got injured, they couldn't block protect that front four. And that's how the secondary was looking so crazy. They should have capitalized on the on the on the interception, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's Aaron Rod- that's Aaron Rodgers' fault, honestly. Yeah. That's Aaron Rodgers' fault. Yeah. Last statement. Last statement. Go ahead. Tim. Green Bay actually scored more points after the injury to the offensive line. When the offensive line was healthy, they actually only had what Three points before they suffered their whole first injury on the offensive line. At the second one, they had ten points. Mm-hmm. They scored sixteen after that line. Yeah, both offensive linemen left the game. So just throwing it out there. That's, that's I it. mean, that's that's a fair assessment, but it's just so strange. It's not even strange because it's just because Tom Brady is the goat. You throw three interceptions, but your team still wins the game. Still. I mean, enough said with that, man. Let's, let's take a look at the Chiefs-Bills game. I mean, a lot of people obviously had the Chiefs pick to win this, and it's also hard for the Bills to win when uh, Stephon Diggs doesn't score a touchdown. Uh, when, 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 watching this, when watching this game, Terry, um, what, what does this say, I guess, about the Chiefs' preparation coming to the week? You remember on last episode, you know, we didn't know Mahomes was going to be playing tonight, even though we no. we knew what time it was with him. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, did you have any any interesting takes on, on this game? Were you surprised by the way that it played out? I'm not surprised at all. I'm not surprised at all. Simple. Not surprised that, that, that Patrick played the game. Mm-hmm. Pat was going to play regardless, bro. Like, 
the man is what's 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 this contract again? Ethan, you want to pull that up? <laughs> Last time I checked, it was half a billion dollars. Half a B. If you getting paid half a billion, not only are you passing concussion protocol, he's <laughs> passing COVID protocol. He passing all COVID tests. He passing everything. He don't fail nothing because we pay him a quarter billion a year. Well, not a year, but over ten years. But it, regardless of how many years, man, it's, it, 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 listen, we all knew what was happening. We knew what time it was. The Bills had a great run. Um, great little story for Josh Allen. I hate the fact that so many analysts are saying he's a top five quarterback in the league now. Please stop that. That's that's disrespectful mm-hmm. to the real quarterbacks who do this every single year, year in and year out, without <laughs> Stefan Diggs and Cole Beasley and a great offensive line with support of a great defense. Um, so stop that. Stop that. But we all knew what time it was. Everyone knew the Chiefs was going to blow them boys out. Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> like, if, 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 you, if you if you thought the Bills had a chance, you just you don't know. You probably you probably you probably lived in Buffalo, or you had yeah, him. You on definitely your, had to be from Buffalo, or you or you had him on your fantasy team from this year, so you had some type of bias. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I had I had to let my common sense drive my my prediction with that. But now but now that the stage is set, guys. Um, I guess let's look at. Uh, I want to look at Aaron Rodgers for a minute because now everyone is talking about speculation. Where is he going to go? Is he fed up with the team? Is he fed up with the coach? It seems like they're doing your boy dirty. If you're Aaron Rodgers, what is the best next step for you? Do you try to run it back next year and put more trust into an organization that you've seemingly been frustrated with for the last couple of years, or do you take your talents to the Bay, where you're from, where you played your college ball at? Terry, you, you got to run it back. Oh, for- Oh, no, no, Kyle, no, 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 let Colin go. Kyle, like, Kyle, yeah. Guess, yeah. yeah, you got oh, it, Kyle. Go ahead, Kyle. Listen, man, I've been saying this, and I like I've been saying this, this is always been saying this. Aaron Rodgers had to, he had a chance to leave when when the leaving was good. This man, thirty six years old, he he got to stay. He got to run it back. I mean, you 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 already know the organization. You know how Green Bay is. They don't. They like to build through the draft. They don't pick up free agents. You've been sticking with him through all this time. You just got the deal. You got to stay, man. They, I mean, they already showed you that, like, you know, they're not going to do any differently. Mm-hmm. So, and you knew this that that's what type of organization this is. You got to stay. I mean, I'll stay. If I was him, I'd stay. But, but it's it's funny because, um, and I guess cause I'm going to use Tom Brady as an example, but I don't know if it's exactly apples to oranges in this case talking about with uh, with Aaron Rodgers, but. He's making the act to model achievable for most quarterbacks that are like north of like 33, north of 35 for that matter. And so you have guys like Aaron Rodgers or even or even guys like Matthew Stafford that look somewhat attractive to like GMs on some like fresh start type stuff. We'll work with you. You won't necessarily work for us in that case. I mean, are if you're if you're a franchise that's desperate enough, are you at least entertaining the idea? Well, here's the thing. He, this is second year with Matt, with Matt LaFleur, mm-hmm. and he had the top three offense in the league, maybe even top number one offense in the league. They were they were averaging 30-plus points a game. Mm-hmm. So, and Devontae Adams was, what, with, even with the injury, he was a top five receiver this year, top three receiver this year, mm-hmm. and, and eight, he had 18 touchdowns. Like, That's come on, man. You, like, you just got you a new tight end and tongue in, like, this is his first year playing with you, like, the offense is upgraded, you know what I mean? So, like, 
you gotta give you gotta give LaFleur another year. Yeah. That was his whole it was his whole issue was that they were running having the stale offense when they had McCarthy. Mm-hmm. He got rid of he got rid of McCarthy. The offense was still a little stale. They ended up getting LaFleur. LaFleur didn't really let Aaron do what he wanted to do his first year, but calling the audibles and things. And him and Floyd kind of got on the same page this year and had a dynamic offense. Why leave? You got a dynamic running game. You're gonna get your offensive line back healthy. The defense is incredible. Yeah, they can they they're missing some spots, but it's a really good defense too. So I don't know why you would leave, personally. Right. Kyle, are you following your nails? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, Terry, Terry, you got it, bro. <laughs> Um, to be honest, bro, does he really have a choice? I just looked, and and Aaron Rodgers does become a free agent to twenty twenty four, correct? Not really sure about his contract. No, I, I'm it's sure. 20, I just googled it. Yeah, twenty twenty four is when he becomes a free agent. His contract is through twenty twenty three, and also Aaron Rodgers was guaranteed seventy nine million dollars when signing his contract, and Rodgers isn't going. Anywhere. Anywhere. Now, I can see the Green Bay Packers being aggressive this offseason in free agency and maybe offering, even though it's not going to be a big contract, but maybe going to the Bears' former receiver who's not going to be returning and offer a, a nice-sized contract to get him to come play beside this Devontae the, the Adams, which would be crazy. Um, But, no, Aaron Rodgers isn't going anywhere, man. He's, he can... I try to demand a trade. This is Green Bay. They'll just laugh at him and tell him, listen, you're not Deshaun Watson, and we're not the Houston Texans. <laughs> Go play football. <laughs> Go out there and play football. Yeah. We're, we're, yeah. Listen, the Green Bay, when it comes to football, like when you think of football, there's certain teams you think about, and you think about Lambeau Field. You think about the Green Bay Packers and their history. Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback, he's stuck in history in Green Bay, Lambeau Field, where everyone swears they're a ticket owner. <laughs> Listen, bro, he's not going anywhere. Now, I can't, can we say maybe 2023, maybe 2022, maybe if they don't make it to the playoffs next year, a Lord forbid he gets injured, then maybe he can go somewhere. Maybe they trade him, but they're not going to let him go. They're not. And I feel like Green Bay still feels like they let Brett Favre go a year or two earlier mm-hmm. because of what he did and the success he had with the Vikings when he left. So, no, they're not going to let Aaron Rodgers go. He's going to – I wouldn't say he's going to retire in Green Bay, but he's at least in Green Bay for another two years. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I agree. And it feels like year in and year out, at the end of the season, it's it's clearly championship or bust in Green Bay. That's just the mentality oh, yeah, that, 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 yeah. they, that they have. But it it has always seemed like there was always something wrong with Aaron Rodgers in that organization at the end of the season. And um, and if this was the tipping point for it, I must say, I guess we would all be surprised. But certainly, man, he's got to run it back. I mean, they're, they're probably still picked to be top two, top three in the entire NFC, again, if not number one. Facts. I was like, not number if one. Not number one. Not much is changing. I'm, I'm, we're still going to see him in the green and yellow next year. Barring a crazy trade for Deshaun Watson to San Francisco, he they're going to be the favorites again. <sighs> Man. Anyway. But... Stick it, still sticking with football, Colin. Since we have you on the show, man, you are our Dallas Cowboys senior analyst. 
uh, <laughs> from, from, from afar. Um, we, we know we can rely on you for the banter. We can rely on you to defend them till the end on why they are still and will always be America's team. Um, Colin, this, this past season was, I guess, what, nothing short of a disappointment? Oh, definitely. Yeah. And and just everything that, everything that that franchise has experienced, especially the last couple of seasons leading into this season, that gets hurt. Uh, you just sorely underwhelming for the entire year. You know, how do you defend that moving forward as a fan? Honestly, you know me. You know I'm not big on the Dak Prescott train. <laughs> I, I wanted Dak Prescott to go last year. I wanted Dak Prescott to go. I'm just not big on the Dak Prescott, man. We were losing with Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. We were really supposed to be 0-4, 0-3, 0-4 when, when, when he was playing. We get lucky against Atlanta. You know, we get lucky against the Giants. Like, we're not supposed to be winning, man. Like, our team, our defense is horrible, absolutely horrible. And, you know, some say we could, we should have drafted a defensive player in last year's draft. But honestly, I, I don't even think that would have helped. We need so much help. We went and got all those free agents in defense, and uh, we ended up cutting them all in, like, three weeks' span. So, like, <laughs> uh, got y'all over there yeah, looking, looking like Jacksonville. This offseason is going to be crazy, and it's going to be all over the headlines. What, what's going to happen with Dak? Is he going to come back healthy? Is Jerry going to keep Dak? Is he going to trade Dak? You know, is he going to franchise Dak? Um, what are we going to do about our aging players, our injured injured players? We've got so many injuries on the offensive line, so many injuries on defense. Vander Edge's neck is bad. Sean Lee's another year older. Jalen's not playing like he was two years ago. Zeke's not playing how he was two years ago. Um, and, yeah, we got a promising Trayvon Diggs, and that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Like, CeeDee Lamb, you know? Mm-hmm. Our receiver core is pretty solid. I don't know. We might Michael Gallup could resign. He could not. But we'll see. No. no. I, I honestly don't know what direction the Cowboys are going in, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, it seems like – as long as Jerry Jones has anything to do with that team, bro, they might not be touching a lot of success for a very long time. Um, it this team is is a shell of its former self, or at least the franchise is. But they play a significant role in the history of the league, and you can't take that away from any fan, no matter how seemingly annoying he might be. But Terry, as someone who's let's just say a new age. For like a new age American team, being with the Patriots, right? Having won all those Super Bowl championships. Uh, Tom Brady will forever be known more so as a Patriot than a Buccaneer. So when you see a franchise that was once at the top, and still is on the top, I guess, of the proverbial Mount Rushmore of the NFL. But when you see all the things that are just riding it from the inside out, you know, just as a as an outside as an outsider but still football observer like yourself, what do you take from that? Like that can't, um, yeah, it can't even be good for the league at that point. Um, first off, I just want to throw this out here. Um, Jalen Smith had 154 tackles this year. That's that's he that's third in the NFL. So I'll say he had a pretty decent se- season. The Cowboys is just the Cowboys. Um, so that that's that's it on that. Um, as far as my franchise goes, um, I'm very like I'm, I'm I believe in us, man. I don't. We had a bad year. Um, honestly, 
rushed in a new quarterback. That quarterback got COVID. We didn't have weapons. We haven't had weapons since last year. So hopefully um, this offseason we realize we don't have weapons and we actually try to go get some weapons, make some changes, man. Um, we need some actual number one wide receivers. Nikhilo Harry, he's not it. Um, trade him for a fourth, fifth round, man, hell, even a sixth round pick at this point um, to try to get some other compensation back for him. But we we just need to bring in someone on the offensive side of the ball to give us some type of an explosion. Um, in a perfect world, in a fantasy land, that's Deshaun Watson, but I, I don't know how in the world we pull that off. We would have to give up. And I actually came up with a trade scenario because this would be perfect for me. Okay. I say we, we trade Stefan Gilmore. High tower, our first and our first round pick, and like two future first round picks. I feel like that will, will sound very, very, very enticing to the Houston Texans. You get a premier cornerback, premier linebacker, our first round pick, or you can get you another quarterback, and then on top of that, you get those future picks as well. So you get some now pieces, and you get some future pieces. Um. But, yeah, I, in a perfect world, that would happen. But in reality, man, I really pray that Justin Fields falls to us. Um, or the kid uh, from I was North Dakota State, I want to say it's Trey Waynes. Trey Lance. If I'm not mistaken. Trey Lance, my bad, my bad for messing up his last name. Trey Lance, um, we actually draft one of those guys, you know, and just restart, rekindle um, our legacy because we, we have a great legacy. The Bills, as we saw on yesterday, are still the Bills. Um, and as long as Deshaun Watson doesn't get his wish when she said he wished he would go to the Jets, which I hope the Jets continue to be the Jets and be like, we don't need Deshaun Watson, um, which would be perfect for me. Because if he goes to the Jets, I'm, I'm going to be hurt. But, yeah, like uh, Cam, man, Cam gave it his all. He gave it 110 percent. Um, really appreciate his time there. But I just don't think he's a good fit for our team, especially with the lack of weapons mm-hmm. um, that we have on that side of the ball. And then also the coaching and Josh McDaniels. As far as on the offensive side of the ball, he likes a little quick and easy poom-poom passes because mm-hmm. um, he had Brady for years. So I say we, you know, part ways to Cam. He's definitely going to give him an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And we, we draft a young, a young buck at quarterback. Um, and bring them in and start them right away to re- restart our franchise. We got a defense, man. Defense is still superior. Um, we just need to rekindle their offense. And and honestly, like a true Patriots fan, better yet, like a true non-Cowboys fan, has <laughs> been bypassed the entire analysis of the Dallas Cowboys season. Like, yeah. <laughs> he said, but yeah, I would tell you about my team, though. Uh, but... <laughs> But it's because I told you about the Cowboys. <laughs> They're the Cowboys. I mean, it's not much you can say about the Cowboys. Like, man, like I, I did. <laughs> As I a said, fan, it's not much you can say. I said simple. They're the Cowboys. Jalen Smith had a great year. He did. He actually did. He had a good year. Dak got hurt, but I think Dak is a good quarterback. I think if Dak was, if, if Jerry lets Dak go, oh my God, I think the entire Cowboys fan base will regret it because Dak is going to show out. It's just the Cowboys are the Cowboys. And until Jerry Jones is gone, they will continue to be the Cowboys. He's messed up. He messed up the entire franchise when he got rid of Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, I do, I, I'd agree with that. But I also... That's when he was just like, I, I don't want to win anymore. I, think <laughs> done, I, think, I actually think he's done a phenomenal job drafting these last couple of years, honestly. Oh, really? Ever since, ever since the deck. 
especially ever since the back um, draft, he's done a phenomenal job drafting. You think he's think, you think he's drafting those picks? I think I think personally that he is overpaying players that he's loyal to. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, you had to pay Zeke. He was he was he was such a phenomenal player the first three seasons. You had to pay him. Don't look like you had I, to pay him now. I don't think you had. I think he paid him too early. I would have never paid Amari Cooper a hundred million, and yeah. I would have never, and I would have never paid Demarcus Lawrence a hundred million. But you got to pay a, you got to pay a pass rusher a hundred million. That's just you have to. Not Demarcus Lawrence because he's not that. He's not that great to me. I wouldn't have gave him that money. I would let him walk and fill that space. And fill I mean, that space. He's not worth it. Amari Cooper wasn't worth it. And Zach. Zeke, I call him Zach now because that's how he played. He played like Zach <laughs> Elliott. He played like a Zach. <laughs> that man was garbage, bro. I had him on my fantasy team. He was garbage. The man was garbage the entire season. It he didn't get better. Expo- he doesn't look explosive anymore. I don't know what's going on. I know what's going on. I ain't gonna say it on this show. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> he's down there in Dallas chasing those skirt tails too much or something. But... Skirt tails and. <laughs> He chases some other stuff too. Matter of fact, what he doing don't require chasing. We'll just leave it at that. Oh my goodness! But, Stop it, Zeke. Stop. He, whatever Stop. he's doing, he he doesn't care. Football doesn't seem like a priority. Anymore. No, and, and exactly. So that's how you know what he's doing. It's the one thing you do with him. Nothing else feel like a priority after that. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing that matters from that. Point. Yo, this. I think. Go ahead, Colin. I think the whole every. The Cowboy Nation can agree with that. He just don't. He looks he like got a that hundred mil. Was like I'm good now. <laughs> that's no, that's, that's exactly what he what he said, bro. And, and between that banter, between the banter uh, from the two of you, we're moving so on. So do to you trade? Do you trade him? Do you trade him? I would, Do you trade him for a sack of rocks? Yeah, <laughs> no, that's what you're gonna nah. get for him. <laughs> I don't know about that, bro. Nobody, Nobody is finna trade for that contract after seeing Zeke last year. Who gonna trade for that? Who wants a hundred million dollar running back that can't rush for over a hundred yards in three games out of seventeen? Who wants that running back? Well, to his defense, we did have we did have yeah. two linemen go down. Ain't no defense. You a hundred million dollar running our back. Offensive, our offensive line was poor this year. I'm not gonna lie. One zero Zach, zero. We, we, <laughs> lost, we lost. We lost Travis Travis Frederick. He Listen. retired before the season started. We lost Collins and we lost Zach Martin. What, what a, so, so so look over into the AFC and look at that boy Derrick Henry who ain't getting paid a hundred million. And you tell him. That that Zeke didn't have an offensive line last year. That's why he didn't. That's why he only rushed for over hundred yards in three games. You tell, go tell Derrick Henry that. Listen, man. Guess what he gonna tell you? Guess we, what, we put, guess what we, he put tell. we put high value in our offensive line. You can't say we don't. Dallas puts. Nah, it seemed like y'all put high value in Zeke. That's what it looked like. That hundred million so you put a lot of value in Zeke. That's what happened. That's what happened. That's exactly what happened. That's a lady. Wow. Uh, but no, hope, hopefully the Cowboys can can try try to make some type of positive change, man, going into 21. Prayers up for Dak, man. We really hope that he's uh, making a speedy, swift, and productive recovery. But as for the franchise, man, who knows? So let's switch it over from the NFL, man, to the NBA. One thing in particular I really want to get into, Colin, since we have you on the show, 
is with the Brooklyn Nets. Offensive juggernaut, no contest. I think we can all agree with that. But within the last couple of games, the big, gigantic fear, I think, of any basketball fan, especially if you're a Brooklyn Nets fan, and even probably within that organization, is that they can't defend. And it's been put on full display for the entire league and the entire world to see. Colin, when you when you when you evaluate a team like the Brooklyn Nets, where do you where do you even begin in terms of assessing their weakness? Is it is it because they just don't have like the synergy there yet that translates to defense, or are they just a terrible defensive team to begin with? Well, when you before you got these players, you knew they weren't great defenders. You knew Kyrie didn't have a history of playing defense. James led the league in steals last year, and that's because you know he was mm-hmm. passing lanes like Allen Iverson, rushing the passing lanes. You, you know that's you know that little that type of defense doesn't mean you're a great on ball defender. You know what I mean? And KD KD's known to play defense, but he's coming off an Achilles injury. Some people say that might not mean much the way he's playing. But you you, you got rid of you know Dinwiddie's hurt. You got rid of. Uh, Levert, he plays defense, and DeAndre Jordan's only gonna rim protect so much. Mm-hmm. When they built it, when they constructed this team, they constructed with the mind that we got so much offensive firepower that we'll just outscore you. You don't have to play defense. Defense is overrated. We'll just score more points than you. And listen, sometimes when you shoot, shots don't fall, and when shots don't fall, you got to play defense. <laughs> <laughs> so. uh yeah, if they don't start playing no defense, they're not. They're gonna see. They're gonna game plan for these players. And I know you got three huge offensive players, and you can't double team. But mm-hmm. they don't have a bench. They don't have a bench. They don't have a deep enough bench to um to not play defense. And mm-hmm. they don't have uh, Joe Harris doesn't play great defense. Honestly, none of the players play great defense. You really don't have any great defenders except for um. Maybe a few players off the bench, but yeah, yeah. The defense ma- defense matters, man. The Lakers, the, te- the Lakers had a top three defense last year in the league, and they won the championship. So what does that tell you? It's very important. You got to have it, man. You just can't win. And honestly, if there's anybody who knows that, it's Steve Nash and Mike D'Antoni and Amari Stoudemire and Marks. So, like yeah. that entire organization knows that you can only get by on that uh, so far. That's why I don't Da-da-da. think that's that's why I don't think Steve Nash was a great hire for them because. You got offensive players. You got offensive players. I ain't gonna interrupt. I ain't gonna interrupt. You need you need a defensive coach. If that's you know, if you got players that don't play a lot of defense, you need a defensive coach that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna motivate boys to play defense. Sure. Motivate these men to play defense. So and I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Terry chime in on this. Yeah, because I definitely want to chime oh, in. Okay. I definitely want to chime <laughs> no, in. you can you can have it, bro. That's the last thing I was gonna say. This 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 is just so like crazy to me, bro. Like. Everyone's wants to point to defense and defense and defense. First off, they're, they're beating the Heat. They'd rather beat the Heat by 20 now. Um, that's not the problem with the Brooklyn Nets. The problem with the Brooklyn Nets right now, because guess what? They look great for two games before who returned? Kyrie Irving. The problem with the Brooklyn Nets right now is they're trying to figure out how to play, how all three of us can play together. It's not really all three of us. How can Kyrie and James Harden play together? That is going to be the hardest thing to figure out because the games that they've lost, the games that they've lost since Kyrie came back was because James Harden was not taking shots. He wasn't getting up shots. Today going in, in today's game, at halftime, 
James Harden had only had two shot attempts. The game they played against the Cleveland Cavaliers, the first game, James Harden at halftime had how many shot attempts? Two shot attempts. He was 0 for 2. He had zero points going into the second half. Well, only two shot attempts. I keep saying that because we're talking about James Harden with two shot attempts at halftime. They they are having to learn how to do something that is very hard to do. That's when you have so much firepower. How do you use it? They have too many weapons. They're running into a Tom Brady issue. I have too many weapons. How, how are we going to do shot fluctuation? Right now, James Harden has only taken 10 shots tonight. He's 7 of 10, which is extremely efficient, but he's only taken 10 shots. I believe for the Brooklyn Nets to be the Brooklyn team that everyone was saying, you know, you should fear, Kyrie has to be the third option. KD has to be the second option. James Harden has to be the first option. I believe if they allowed James Harden to get no less than 20 shots attempts a game, they will be scary. They will be the team that we all fear. By by making Because it- you need because James Harden is the most prolific scorer right since Kobe Bean, Bean Bryant and Michael Jordan. You have to allow this man. I know he has better point guard skills than Kyrie Irving, but you got to allow that man to get shot attempts. You got to allow him to put up shots. You got to allow him to drive to the lane against foul. That's going to be your best way to win games to be that great team. So, Kyrie, I don't, I don't know if Kyrie's going to take that back seat. To be honest with you, and, that, that, and that's their problem. It's not defense. That's the problem. Right. Is KD or James Harden going to go to Kyrie and say, "Listen, bro, we know you're great. We know you're great, but KD's the best. Then it's me. Then it's you." All right, like they have to go have that conversation with Kyrie because tonight Kyrie had a bad shooting performance. Tonight Kyrie shot six for seventeen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but James is known to have bad shooting nights too. Yes, but, but lately he ain't, he hasn't been able to have a bad shooting night. <laughs> he hasn't been able to have a bad shooting night because he's he's not putting up shots. They have to. I would rather and and it's, it it don't even sound crazy. I would rather lose a game where James Harden has 24 shot attempts, then he'll lose a game knowing that James Harden only shot the ball 10 times. Yeah, I feel you. Because, I mean, you get if you mortgaged your whole team for James, you got to give him you a shot. Got, I thank I mean, you. Thank so, you. Like, thank you, just, you. You just showed him that James – you just showed James that he's the priority on the team. Facts. And, you know, and I, honestly, I hate to say this. this if, if you hear here, if they underachieve this season – they're trading Kyrie mixture. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Shit for another point guard, someone else who <laughs> somebody who can like take the back seat and just yeah, run off who it. understand that they can run, they know they roll. Because Kyrie and he's Kyrie's an amazing scorer, bro. Yeah. Nothing to take away from Kyrie. He's an amazing player, man. Probably the most skilled player of all time, as far as like pure skill. Like he's great all around. There's nothing Kyrie can't do. He has the best dribbling package of all time. He by by far. The best layup package of all time. It's like Kyrie's so gifted, but at the same time, you gotta understand that these guys on your team, KD is a seven foot, seven foot sniper, bro. Like just in the gym range. Like as soon as I pull up in this thing, I'm hit, and I'm seven foot tall. James Harden again is the third best offensive player of all time behind Kobe Bean and Michael Jordan, bro. It's not even an argument. It's James. 
you have to take a back seat to those guys and allow the the offense to run through them and accept your role. And it's crazy because I remember Chris Bosh talking, and, and we all know how like humble Chris Bosh is, how goofy he is, you know what I'm saying? He's just a positive, upbeat kind of guy. Even he came out and said he felt some type of way about taking the back seat that he had to take when he went to Miami. After that first year, it took him a year to realize, okay, I have somebody has to be the one to do the little things, play defense, get rebounds, be that energy. Somebody has to be willing to take a back seat. And he said that was the hardest thing to do in his career. But it got him what? It got him two rings. This, this, raises, an, this raises another question, though. If, if this doesn't work out, is Kyrie the problem? Because we've seen Kyrie in every aspect. If, after if, this, this, doesn't, if this doesn't work out, it's, it's final that Kyrie is the problem. Because if you can't we, we, make this work as Kyrie Irving, you 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 have an issue. We've seen him in Cleveland by himself. He couldn't win games. We've seen him with LeBron. They won. Him and LeBron, they won. But he had to take the back seat. Well, it was, it was a partnership, but he took more of the back seat to LeBron. And he you didn't seen, like that. That's why he left. You've seen him in Boston. He tried to lead the team. Failed epically. He lost the locker room. Nobody liked him. He left. And now he's in Brooklyn. Listen, man, I don't know. I think his style of play with that ISO ball, ISO scoring, everybody get out the way. I don't know if that really, really fits winning culture, winning basketball. Like, because the thing about James, he does the ISO ball, but he's also a great passer. He's also nice. a great point guard. So, like, they really don't need Kyrie to be a very, very great team, honestly. Yeah. Like, James can run the point, and they'll be perfectly fine with KD. And they they certainly already have shown that. Um, And even looking ahead into 2021, because you guys brought up some very interesting points, because if they don't win the championship this season, yeah, Kyrie is probably gone. And you look at, like, the free agents that are going to be up at the point guard position, Shooter will be up, uh, Conley, uh, Dinwiddie, even though he'll he'll probably re-sign, he'll be a free agent this year as well. So it's a lot that remains to be seen, man. They're still early on. Hopefully they can work the kinks out and continue to have a wonderful product of basketball at the highest level that this game has seen, especially offensively. But, Colin, to your earlier point, the game isn't just on offense. So, fellas, with that being said, man, Colin, thank you so much, man, for pulling up. Uh, We really appreciate you, man. Appreciate your insight. I I valued your insight uh, since, since since the day I met you. And realize that this guy knows exactly what he's talking about. He is a LeBron James fan. He's made that. Vi- <laughs> he's made that very clear. He said, "I'll never forget it." Colin said, "I'm all about LeBron's success." And when he yeah, said that, yeah. I was like, "You know what? That legitimized every sports opinion you could ever have." Because oh, he's trolling now. He's trolling. No, no, because you're honest, <laughs> and I appreciate. I appreciate that, Terry, bro. You got anything else? You said what, Colin? Terry's one of the biggest LeBron haters in the world. So one day when I get fully prepared, we'll have that LeBron debate. Man, you not debate. Hey, no, bro, you, you better be glad Zoe can make it to this episode because we'll be at we'll about be at about an hour, hour fifteen. <laughs> I'm telling you, uh, Colin Merrill, thank you for pulling up, man. Like you got anything? No, I appreciate you, y'all having me. Oh yeah, man, you got anybody you want to shout out, man? Any anything? Anything you want to say, man? Before we get out of here, man. Shout out, shout out y'all, really. Shout out, shout out the whole community listening. Shout out to all the listeners. Shout out to Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, yeah. 
Man. Terry, what you got, bro, before we get out? Oh, we still got to do our Super Bowl predictions, too, so you can go ahead and... We can, we can do that next week. We can do that next week. Oh, that's right, because it's, it's uh, yeah. two weeks from now, so we got some time. Yeah. All right, man. Well, shout out to all of our listeners and viewers, man. Be sure you like, comment, subscribe, share the pod, leave us a rating, let us know how we're doing. We appreciate y'all tuning in, man, to episode 47 of the Ethan and Terry Show. We appreciate y'all, man. We're going to see y'all next time. Fellas, I'm going to holler at y'all. All right. All right, y'all.